0: Bible reading for today is taken from the Gospel of Luke chapter 8 reading verses 22 to 25 One day Jesus said to his disciples Let us go over to the other side of the lake So they got into a boat and set out As they sailed he fell asleep A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped And they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided, and all was calm. Where is your faith, he asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water and they obey him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray for our brother Joseph as he comes to share the message God's laid on his heart's. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks again, that you are our rock in the midst of a storm, and we thank you for Joseph, we thank you for uh, your scripture that he's been pouring over, um, your voice that he's been listening to you, and the message that you've laid up on his heart, so we pray that you would calm his heart, calm our hearts now, to sit before you, to hear from your word, to hear the message that you've given to him, and uh, we pray your blessing on him this day, in Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Amen. Thanks, man. Um, I've preached the same sermon uh, three Fridays ago um, at Upper Room. So promotion: Upper Room is um, is a once a month worship gathering for youth and young adult. Uh, every second Friday of the month, uh, seven pm um, at Soundhouse Studio. So if you consider yourself youth or young adult, feel free to. To join us. Uh, so before we dive into the passage today, I would like to invite you to watch a video with us. Uh, it's a recap video of this uh, Luke series. So we have come a long way starting September 11th, so seven Sundays and we have, including this Sunday, we have four more and then we will conclude the Luke series and we transition to Advent season. So let's enjoy um, the recap video. meeting Jesus. We'll meet Jesus through the eyes of different people, men and women, in Galilee. These meetings will give us insight into who he is, but they will also bring up questions, sometimes difficult questions, about who we are. God has been pursuing us all through this week. Christ with us at work and at rest, longing to give us fresh wineskins and just shower us in his love.
0: The point of the Sabbath is to keep life sacred and to restore. It's not about the maintenance of a rule. It's about God keeping and restoring life. This is what our God cares about the most. He cares about us, which is why in John 10, Jesus said, That I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And hold judgment with an openness, with the openness that you might be wrong. That should be the starting point. Rather than to be to have a self-justified approach to our judgment. And with a giving, a more forgiving attitude, because in that we will actually find benefit for ourselves.
1: So Jesus is creating a new family here god is not concerned about a certain stereotype of family but is looking for people who have a good soil in their heart to receive his message in order to thrive a family that is centered on his teachings the heart of our lord is to meet and heal even the most oppressed and socially ostracized persons to clothe the naked to relieve the distress and to restore and bring a new kind of belonging that brings true freedom and restoration. And we are called to do so too.
0: Meet us, Jesus, risen Christ. Correct the stories we tell ourselves and others. Help us join in your redempting purposes for this world.
1: There is no authority in this world that is greater than the authority of Christ Jesus. He is Lord over demons, over evil power, over addiction, over illness, over injustice, and over sins. All have to bow before Him. I want you to know that in Jesus, you're loved, deeply loved by Him, the way you are.
0: Today He is saying, let
1: it go, let me take the weight of the world off your shoulders. Lay it down
0: so that we can rest in God's control, so that we can rest in the hope that the future is held in God's hands.
1: We can bring our brokenness to Jesus because nothing will stop the good news of freedom. Can you give Jesus um, a big round of applause? <laughs> Amen. So um, the recap video that we watched just now is um, a summary of what we have gone through uh, in this Luke series. Thanks to Angeline for putting this video together. Um, the good thing um, about living with Angeline, she's my wife by the way, <laughs> is I, <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can always uh, have the first look uh, of her work. So I I I actually told her, actually yeah, this is this is a sermon that you preach, uh, you you preachers this Sunday. I don't have to do anything. Um, yeah, we can invite the worship team and we can you know close our. <laughs> 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 so um, this will be the last four Sundays. Um, I'll be preaching today, and then Susanna Nacho, Justin Kim, and Ben Evert. Um, so. The last four Sundays for this series and then uh, as I said before we will transition to Advent season If you miss the prior sermons and you wish to watch them, you can watch them online uh, From our website. So I pray that God continues to speak to us and FBC, through the series So last week we talked about an incident that happened in Gerasenes Jesus crossed over the Sea of Galilee, and went to the east side of the lake. And Jesus, the Son of the Most High God, healed a demon-possessed man. And we learn that Jesus is Lord over the demons. And here in chapter 8, Luke actually recorded four miracles. Each depicts Jesus as Lord over the creation, which we're going to look into today, Lord over demons, Lord over sickness, and Lord over death. And today, I would like to bring you into an incident that happened when Jesus and his disciples were sailing on the Sea of Galilee before they arrived at Gerasenes. This is a good day to preach this text because if you see outside, you know, it's, it's like there's a stormy sea outside and we are in this boat together. So I want you to imagine that you are one of the disciples in the story, witnessing And experiencing the whole incident. I will divide this passage into three story scenes and then there will be three questions for us to reflect and respond. Three story scenes and three questions. The first scene. At a beautiful Sea of Galilee, surrounded by high mountains, there are boats parked at the water near the shore. And the shore is full of people gather to see and listen to Jesus. And you were there. And Jesus is on one of the boats. He is teaching to the huge crowd. Now, the evening has come. He decided to cross over to the other side of the lake. And leaving behind the crowd, Jesus and the disciples, imagine you are one of them. Some of you are experienced fishermen. And you are moved into the deep water. And the first scene ended. In 2015, after discerning and praying for about two years, I decided to pursue theological studies at Regent College here in Vancouver. For Angela and I, coming to Canada was like moving out into the deep water. We never thought of leaving our beloved family and church that we grew up with For almost 30 years, and going to the other side of the globe. Another harsh reality was the exchange rate from Malaysian dollar to Canadian dollar at that time was 3.4 to one. So financial preparation was one of the biggest challenges. Imagine eating a McDonald's here costs you around 10 bucks. If you convert into Malaysian dollar, is 40 bucks. So would you pay 40 bucks for a Big Mac and fries and The most healthiest thing drink in the world like the disciples we felt like we were following jesus command to cross over to the other side of the lake with excitement together with the feeling of uncertainty we moved up into the deep water so the first scene ended at a boat's sail into deep water the second scene the sea of galilee with steep hills on all sides it's like a basin and sudden storms on the sea are very common cooler air from the hills can rush down and collide with warm air in the lake's basin creating sudden storms since the wind is usually stronger in the afternoon than in the morning or evening fishing was done at night but when a storm happens in the evening it is all more dangerous Now, out of all the timing, in the evening, Jesus and the disciples are sailing on the deep water. And suddenly, a fierce windstorm arises, and it causes huge waves. The waves gush into the boats, and the boats were swamped with water. In the first century, where swimming is not a recreation activity, sinking in rough seas in the middle of the lake, would cost one's life so when the storm arises Jesus is sleeping in a stern on a pillow and the situation is so dangerous that even the experienced fishermen are terrified the disciples wake Jesus up saying master master we are going to drown fred you did it better master master we're going to drown in the book of mark actually they rudely awake jesus and then cry with a sharp sharp tone of rebuke teacher do you not care that we are perishing and the second scene ended so when i decided to come to the region i was serving in the youth ministry back home for four and a five four and a half years i invested my whole life in this church I grew up in this church and my parents were very committed in the life of the church. It was like my second home. If I wasn't at school, I would be at a church. I never imagined myself serving in another church. And I love my church that much. Hence, the decision to come to Vancouver, going to region, had brought up tough conversations. Because some of the congregants, they even saw me growing up since I was a toddler. Because we have been serving together for so many so many years where we were deeply invested in our relationships So leaving the church family and ministry was very difficult to navigate for both the church and me So I stepped out from the ministry and during that season. I didn't know how to respond to that situation I didn't know how to communicate and generate a more honest conversation with myself and with others I feel like i had lost my identity i had lost the identity that i had formed for almost three decades in my church community because i was leaving i didn't feel belong anymore for one and a half years angelina and i were afraid to go to church we were afraid of the questions that people might ask hey joseph when are you leaving for region how's your preparation we knew they were asking out of love and concern um, for us We're afraid of those questions because up until four months before our departure to canada We had only accumulated one-third of the needed fund And everything in our lives had changed The calm sea that I used to sail on for many many years was intruded by a raging storm And fierce waves were swamping the boat in which I was sailing I was sinking What if we have made a wrong decision should we cancel our plan and explain to our church family that we had we have discerned wrongly why are we putting ourselves in such a painful journey jesus why are you sleeping do you not listen to our prayers jesus we are going to drown do you not care we are perishing now comes the last scene The climax of the story, the third scene. Jesus wakes up from the stern. He walks past the disciples. He looks at the storm with a firm and steady voice. He rebukes the wind and sea. Peace, be still. And suddenly the storm subsides and the water quiets down. There is a great calm. And Jesus turns to the disciples and questions them for their lack of faith. Where is your faith? Jesus asked. The disciples had, have seen Jesus heal the sick and cast up demons, but they couldn't believe what has just happened. They were on the verge of losing their lives, and the next moment, with just a command, Jesus calmed the storm. They couldn't fully comprehend Jesus' identity. And with amazement, together with confusion, they ask among themselves, who then is this, that even the wind and sea obey him? And the last scene ended here. So now we have experienced a story in Luke 8. Three questions arise from this story. First question, do we encounter storms in, in our lives because of our disobedience it was Jesus who has suggested to cross the lake in the evening not the disciples the disciples did according to what Jesus said sometimes we assume that storms show disobedience in our life or something is going you no know, wrong in our life but this is not always so Angeline and I didn't expect that our obedience to God might lead, might lead us into a storm we were hoping for smooth sailing but it didn't turn out that way I think our response to this question could be like this instead of asking do we do I encounter storms in my life because of my disobedience maybe we could ask can we trust God completely even if our obedience to him leads us into storms Second question, does the coming of a storm depend on our faith? We may feel that we ourselves need to have enough faith so that Jesus would calm the storms and save us. But in Acts 27, when Paul was sailing to Rome, they encountered shipwreck, they encountered storm and they had a shipwreck. God did not calm the storm for Paul, although Paul was a person of great faith. Contrarily, the disciples in this story, they had just little faith, but God calmed the storm for them. In his commentary, Alan Cole mentions that God strengthened Paul to endure the storm in quiet faith. Sometimes God saves us from trouble. Sometimes He saves us in trouble. Sometimes He saves us from from death. And sometimes he uses our death to glorify his name so the coming or not coming of a storm doesn't seem to depend on our faith but on god's will and so this second question leads us to the third question if the coming of a storm does not depend on our faith then why did jesus ask the disciples where is your faith where is your faith what jesus means is the faith in god's saving power which is present and released through his own person the faith that jesus mentioned is not our faith in a moralistic way which is based on us based on our effort it is not how we are going to work on our faith and trust god when things are bad so angeline loves brunch I can trust her for good brunch places because eight out of ten times when she, she suggested a brunch place, it was always good. When she says, oh, I want to go to this brunch place, i would be like, let's go. No question asked. I would just hand my phone to her and she would set um, the, the place on a Google map and I would drive her you know, to the place. And really, it is it's always a good brunch place. I can trust and have faith in the brunch places that she suggests because of who she is and what she has done before. She is the person who has love and passion for good quality brunch and she has suggested really good brunch places. So we can have faith in Christ not because of who we are or what we have done, but because of who He is and what He has done. Jesus is Himself God, and with His total obedience, He is sacrificed into the ultimate storm, thrown into the ultimate deep, the ultimate deep of eternal justice for us. He came all the way to earth. He was wounded so that we are healed. He was crucified on the cross so that our sins are forgiven. He is resurrected so that we can have eternal life with Him. This is who God is. And these are what He has done for us. That is why we can trust Him. So four months before coming to region, we were stuck in a storm with no path to turn back and no way to move forward. We had tried every possible way we could think of to calm the storm, but nothing had happened. When we finally decided to let go and surrender our worries to God, things started to change. An unexpected and mysterious peace filled our hearts. And we started to have faith in God's saving grace that no matter what the outcome was, we would trust Him even if our plan to region failed. On a Sunday morning, um, we we hung up with a very close couple of friends of us. We met at a beautiful cafe. They served a decent brunch because Angelina loves brunch. I could still remember the peaceful and chill ambiance at the cafe. We had good brunch and conversations. When we almost finished our food, our friends asked us out of a sudden, "How much more do we need in order to come to Canada?" We were stunned for a moment because we never told them about our situation. So without any hesitation, they decided to lend us the full amount of money that we needed. They even promised us that we would only need to return them the money five years after I finished region and with installments. What a deal. So my wife and I were in awe. We were in awe because we did nothing to earn that. We tried so hard to work on our faith and tried to hold on in the midst of the stormy sea. But we knew, It was solely God's saving power that led us through the storms. So it wasn't how much faith that we had, which we knew we had had none during that time. But it was the faith, even the faith is little. It was the faith in God's saving grace and power that He led us through the storm. Although the story of coming to Vancouver that I have just shared seems to have a good closure, God provided deliverance to our challenges. The storm of coming to region was come. But I don't want to give us a false hope that God will, will solve every problem in our life according to our plan. There are things that happen in my life that don't seem to have good closures yet or will never be. There are things that I keep asking God, why? There are brokenness in my life, family, or relationships that I am still praying to God for miracles. But this story of coming to Vancouver and experiencing what God has done reminds me of His saving grace. It offers me hope. It reminds me that I can have faith in Him when things aren't well. Is your life in something like a storm? Some storms are bigger than what our life could handle. It might be the death of a loved one, the loss of a job, the betrayal of a friend, the bad financial situation, or the declining health. And this book in Luke 8 could also represent the church as well, because in the first century, when the Gospel of Luke was written, the church was under great persecution. That was the storm that the church was facing at that time. What are the storms that we as a church is facing today or will be facing in the future? Financial storms? Storm that arises when we have our own building next year? Storm that arises as FBC navigate our mission and calling in this polarizing society? Storm that arises as we experience multiple transitions? Are you afraid have you prayed and felt like god must be asleep sometimes i do feel so but at the same time i know he is not asleep and would never be how do we know we know because he had faced the ultimate storm and endured it for us so we know he will not abandon us in our storm Christianity doesn't excuse us from the uncertainties and insecurities of the world. There are no safe places in life and one can only find security and calmness in Jesus. Christians know that Jesus has crushed the storms and He has conquered everything, the natural and the supernatural, the life and the death. Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water and they obey him. The disciples the disciples asked, "Who is this?" Luke gives gives us the answer in the demon-possessed man story right after they cross the Sea of Galilee, which we have talked about last Sunday. We know that he is the son of the most high God. He is the lord over the demons. He is the lord over the storm. And the next two miracles Luke recorded in chapter 8 shows us that He is also Lord over illness and death. And most importantly, He is the God who loves us deeply and sacrificially. Friends, today let us be reminded that we have faith in God because of who He is and what He has done and what He has promised to do in the future One day he will bring total renewal and restoration That's the hope we hold on to Three stories Three questions And one final response question for us So who is in the boat with you? Who lives in the boat with us with FBC? In Isaiah 43 Verses 2-3, to it says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. Who is in the boat with us? And that matters the most. Amen.
0: You've been listening to the First Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. For more sermons and information about our church's services and programs, please visit firstbc.org.